Growth Mindset Moment, a Rug Radio production. We're all about self-leadership through mental, physical, and spiritual well-being methods to maximize our daily potential. Owning our behaviors while supporting our friends, how much more Web3 does it get? If there's a hack, habit, or protocol, we are talking about it. I'm your host, Ron Jordan, a.k.a. Rosinante, the Web3 Sensei. And I am joined tonight by my co-host, Alicia Jordan, a.k.a. Schmooper Girl, the Web3 Standards Engineer. We have both been on this growth mindset journey together while shining our light on those around us, showing that we all have everything we need inside us to grow and thrive. And sometimes being reminded of that is all we really need. Thank you for joining the self-leadership movement today. The show format is we have a 15 to 20 minute conversation about growth mindset topic of the week or follow up with our guest of the week from our podcast, where you can check that out at thestarspodcast.com, anywhere you download your podcast from. At some point throughout the show, you'll receive your POAP link via DM. Make sure you're following us so you can get that DM and receive your POAP link. Our stage is always open, so if something calls you and you want to weigh in, hit that request button on the bottom left of your screen. We'll bring you up and you can join the conversation with us. If coming up on stage isn't for you, leave us a comment in the chat bubble at the bottom right, and we'll get to you very shortly. And make sure you come up on stage at the end of the show for a game of this or that. All right, let's jump into it. Hey everyone, this is Gs for Great, the host of the Mindful Moment Meditation every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your weekly growth mindset moment stretch with my two favorite humans, Ron and Alyssa. Tonight's facts are about words. A single descriptive word can manipulate how the mind remembers an event. For example, in a 1974 experiment, 45 people watched the film of a car accident. Different groups of the people were asked how fast the cars were going using different trigger words such as hit, smashed, collided, bumped, and contacted. The group whose questions included the word smashed estimated the cars were going 10 10 miles per hour faster than the group whose word was contacted. A week later, when participants were asked about the broken glass, those who were asked about more forceful trigger words reported that there was broken glass, even though there was none. So the next time you tell a story, be sure to use these trigger words in areas that you want to invoke attention. Mix this in with a great story already. Could be something groundbreaking. Yo, Schmooper, do you got the... Your GMM stretch? I do. Um, so mine's a little bit random, but it also has to do with words and about naming things and why you should really be careful. Um, did you know the original name for the search engine Google was actually called Backrub? <laughs> and it was only it was renamed Google after Google, which is the number one followed by a hundred zeros. So just so you know, like it would be really weird to say back rub is your mom. So this is keep that in mind. Yeah, very true. That would be weird, but it could make for some good jokes as you just displayed. Well, tonight we have all about, all yeah, about a good joke. You are a good joker. I, I tell you what, you've been uh, probably last three weeks. You've solid jokes. Um, that's why I'm keeping you on the mics because got to record these things oh thank god or else people won't believe me 
Well, listen, you know, sometimes sometimes it's hard. Some days are harder than others. But sometimes the jokes write themselves, and there's, you know, yeah. Whenever you got only like one thing row. you can do. Well, folks, yeah, we for, have for real. we have Rob McCarty on the stage with us today, and um, if anybody who is following along with the podcast, uh, we dropped a, a kind of a sneak one on you because uh, Rob's going out to East Denver to launch. Something of, of, and I'll let Rob talk about this here in a little bit, but um, I wanted to launch that because I thought it was just really important and a really cool um, piece of the blockchain that we've been talking about, we've alluded to, where uh, augmented reality is sort of sneaking its way into NFT land and inside of the metaverse and all of these, like, um, these things that we've really been having fun with the last couple of years. And his company that he's co-founded, is called illist illist.space so if you're on your mobile and you can you can check this out illist.space and they've done a bunch of different events like ghost event um, where they've done a virtual gallery and all these different things and we talk about a lot of that and we unpack a lot of this on the podcast so i i urge you to go listen to that growth mindset moment over on spotify over on itunes i believe we're on google play store all of those places and uh and go give that a download and a listen and let us know what you think. But Rob, welcome up to uh, to the stage. Hey, Ron, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, not a problem at all. Um, I absolutely enjoyed our conversation. Uh, whenever we, I, like we talked about during the podcast, I just whenever you and I were spitting back and forth, it was like exactly the things that I wanted to see out of an augmented reality platform is what you guys are doing and i'd like you to just maybe unpack a little bit those of you who haven't listened to the podcast i want to unpack for them just a little origin story about where where does illist.space come from and what are you doing yeah 100 uh also got here uh, my my co-founder stencil profane uh tim or aka stencil profane but uh but yeah so Illust was uh, the brainchild of, of Tim and I uh, back in 2019, and uh, we both came from the uh, Meta and Snap ecosystem, respectively, and uh, came from Spark AR, the AR creator tools, and Tim from Blend Studio, and he was one of their first creative partners, and I helped, uh, I helped Spark AR launch at, at uh, South by Southwest in 2019, and basically, my first project with them was to do... Uh, murals that were activated it was a giant mural wall 4400 square foot wall in austin and i got to work with some really incredible artists to build build in motion design that would then augment over the top of the the physical and that really just i mean outside of the just how much fun i was having working with some of the most creative technologically or like creative technologists in the in the game it just really opened my eyes to what what can be done with this technology with space and fast forward uh tim and i ended up creating an agency first where we were starting to uh essentially take take advantage of some of the distribution capabilities of the of these graphics and one of our effects ended up doing close to like two billion views which was just absolutely asinine for any media format to get two billion <laughs> impressions is just there's just nothing to really even uh be able to even measure that in terms of like your standard uh, assessment for media success. So well, it was more, definitely uh, way it was, more uh, views than any other <laughs> YouTube video or any of that. 
I mean, you put a bunch of the the viral so videos memorable. combined. It's it's more than that. <laughs> exactly, and and it, and the crazy thing about it was, it was like pretty close to instantaneous. It was over the course of, I mean, the first the first like five hundred million happened in the first twenty four hours. It was just absolutely mental. Um, so anyhow, um, so yeah, kind of fast forward with that in the back of our minds, um, we. Uh, we really were, we had, we had a moment where we're surfing and we're talking about just basically what, what different avenues, uh, can, can kind of come to be where Facebook and snap aren't necessarily the gatekeepers and blockchain technology became the solution to that where through blockchain putting these air graphics on chain that artists could be able to have provenance and be able to actually own the graphics they create. Cause all the stuff up to that point we're creating for other people and terms of really dope artists. And so it was one of those things where we were like, well, this is, this makes it just, it didn't necessarily, I was not coming in at 2019. I was not necessarily, I, all my, I had a lot of friends that were in the space, but I was always on the, I was on the sidelines looking in cause I was just taking <laughs> one immersive technologies, uh, one 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 tech industry at a time and uh and then i got convinced after talking to tim about okay well let's put these on the chain and so that really kind of kicked off um the evolution of what illust will become to today um but uh but yeah so that's that's kind of how we we got started and what like really was the kick in the ass to to see the, the possibilities with ar and, and blockchain and whenever you're bringing up the Chicago bean in in the provenance of that of that piece of artwork, that that's actually what really solidified it for me as to why you're even putting a street address. And this is sort of what I mean, not sort of. This is what you're doing. You're you're equating, or you're giving this digital asset a home in our real world. So you're giving it this street address and making it part of the community, making it part of your town, your neighborhood, your business. And that, since it has a home, that becomes like the focal point of, maybe it is the focal point of your business or your town. Uh, sort of like you would have your statue in the middle of, of the the main intersection. You may have a piece of digital art there instead as a result of what you're doing. That's exactly right. I mean, you could have your Arc de Triomphe in uh, in your little town. Like, there's there's so many ways that there's there's well, the way that we we're kind of looking at this at the, at the beginning, and, and the whole ghosting project came to light was just really this instilling because we're, we're instilling provenance on the blockchain that that this thing is 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 valuable. But, you know, again, we don't need Facebook or Snap to be the arbiter of value for the content we're creating because to be able to acknowledge that. Well, I think you're. Uh, I think you might be in a bad spot. Is he robot for you? A step further into the conversation. No, I can hear. Oh, okay, got it. Sorry, it might have been me then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me know if, yeah, feel free anytime if I'm, if I'm choppy. Um, but also, uh, would love to invite Tim up on if that's cool, Ron. Um, cause Tim coming from the art side of the coin, um, has a lot of, a lot of compelling things to kind of mention on this topic. 
but um, yeah, but yeah I've, so I've invited to kind of complete sure. the thought there where we wanted to. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, we wanted to be able to give uh, a home for these digital graphics that if you move it, it's accustomed to moving a, a regular piece of artwork. And so all of this occurs on the chain as well. So we have a whole system that's able to imbue an NFT with a home address. Uh, it's called the Geospatial Registry. We've It's been pretty light. We haven't really have been really been pushing it, but we basically have this hyperledger system, or excuse me, hyperstructure system that enables from any from any uh, any chain more or less for there to be baked into the metadata a geo hash. So if you want to call um, the the verification, if you see it, if you see a digital asset that's in the world, you'd be able to essentially see that it was verified on on the on the GSR to know that it was in fact from the creator and it has the provenance information attached to it. And it doesn't seem like a problem right now. It seems like a like a, a nice to have. But when we get to a point where like there's there's a lot of compelling AR experiences and I'm mean, hopefully they're gonna be more decentralized AR experiences coming online, that at least this this registry would act as like a central repository of all of the different uh, on-chain AR experiences. So if you're trying to track provenance, you'd be able to see through the geospatial registry if, in fact, the placement w was validated or not. And that would become important if someone was actually trying to sell, say, a Banksy. You could actually know if it was really a Banksy or not through the GSR. And uh, so, again, we're, we're going to emerge into a place where we can transact in AR space. That, that is definitely going to be a future we evolve into. Uh, how soon that will come into play? Uh, we're working pretty quick, but I think more so in the next five years, that's going to be happening really anywhere and everywhere. So we're just kind of getting a head start on that on that technology. I'm just going to jump in real quick and remind our audience that um, a, you know make sure your DMs are open or shoot me a DM if you haven't received your PO app yet. Don't forget that. Receiving the PO app gives you your entry to win the um, Crazy Carl Collective Genesis token that for the um, drawing we will be doing later. Also, um, I think Ron, you have in that included as well as a rug as a rug token, so a rug membership token as well. So, is that do I have that right? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna. We I, don't, I don't. I don't want to spread fake news. I know you spread fake news uh, about that. That um the crypto tag no that was you but thank you no that was you totally no, Ron it was, it was you fake, spoke fake news about the crypto anyhow tag. one of us it's fine it. uh, shout out shout out to my friend jumpstart jamie who just joined us by the way love to see her <laughs> fellow rug, rug radioer had to say hi but anyway so rug radio rug radio um path and the crazy carl collective genesis token you have to have um the more po apps you have the more chances you have to win um, and you can't win it all if you don't have a PO app. So I need to be able to send you a PO app. So if you Boom. don't have it yet, unless you literally just came into the room, I see you E22 Carly and Jumpstart Janie. I will, and RGO, I'll get those PO apps to you. So pardon me for the housekeeping. I want to get on to the art part of the conversation and ask him a couple of questions specifically about some of the things happening on the blockchain right now as it relates to art since he's your art guy, Rob but I need to get that piece of housekeeping out. So thank you for the interruption. <laughs> no worry. Well, actually, weirdly, that's a good piece of housekeeping because it causes a sort of 
demonstrates why the geocentral registry is quite an important thing because co-apps brilliant love them but obviously you know you can scan a qr code anywhere but having something anchored in ar space which is really our space that we live in means you can do anything from prove a presence there to uh, sort of leverage uh, an airdrop when you're actually there to actually just check in and so all of these distributing of perps won't need to happen because we'll know based on the registry, what they've interacted with, how many times they've interacted with, and all the fun things that you can do with, like a smart contract, you can do with that, which is sort of leads on to the art bit. But I'll let you ask the questions before I ramble. Schmooper, did you have the question? Sorry, no, I was in the middle of sending a POAP and I was stuck in my message. I was stuck in my DM. <laughs> gotcha, I just want to make sure you're no, frozen. So like, so, you know, a big part of incorporating, you know, digital art NFTs into so much of what you guys are doing and what everyone's doing is the the concept of just just give me real quick the lowdown because I like to be somewhat salacious and current in the news. How how are you specifically feeling about, you know, not paying roy uh, royalties to artists for um, the transferring of their NFT token in the digital space? Get ready. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's literally. I remember having discussions two years ago with John from Super Rare about this, and it's it's difficult. It's always been difficult, and we as creatures have this terrible thing of just following analogs. And the beauty of Web three is when it came along for a minute, we were all promised something that's not shit, as it were. Like it was like, oh, this has hope. When we we've looked around and seen the internet basically fall more and more into a weaponized late capitalist terror and make your uncle racist. And that's now coming for space, which is one of the reasons we wanted to do the whole GSR and get stuff out there so it's ownable because as soon as the big monoliths come for where we live, it's gonna be even worse. But like I said, we're creatures of habit. So one of the reasons we did ghosting was to emulate what art does. So, so create scarcity where there isn't really, really, you know, objectively scarcity to, to say this exists here and doesn't exist there. And the trouble is, is, is royalties. I mean, art has traditionally been a way to move money across borders, right? It does have cultural cachet and all these sort of things. So it was sort of inevitable that enough of the old world came in, we'd get rid of it. But I do hope that we've at least built the seedlings of enough community and enough link and enough actual love of the art for the art's sake and not just flipping that we start to respect that as a community. And then that sets a new standard, which is then emulated in the next analog transformation, I think. Um, so yeah, not, I mean, predictable, but not ideal, I would say. I love that response because you said a couple of things that really resonate with something that I preach about consistently, which is, as communities, we have the option to decide what the standards are in Web3 because it's still early enough. We don't have to let the ugly Web2 shit sink in and exactly. sneak in. Yeah. We, can take, we can take ownership truly in a decentralized way as to what the standards are that we want to accept and not use platforms that rob artists of royalties and you know, whatever that standard is. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I want you to get on about the artwork and how you're integrating into your amazing AR platform. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree because it's simple because what will happen is we'll have the communities that foster that and brilliant art and brilliant things will be produced and then we'll have the ones that just gouge and then and, and take over and there'll be a distinct difference in 10 years so yeah I think you're absolutely right um, but in terms of the art I mean <laughs> AR itself is still interesting because it's been lingering as a sort of technology for close to like 15 years in a usable form that is rather than whatever and obviously they've got sidelined into these various social sort of silos 
But um, it's still something that even people who work in tech, you, you can show them something and they go, ooh, and there's like a, an actual visceral reaction. And it, it sort of eliminates the whole like right-click save debate, um, even though potentially, you know, a coder could then come in and do other bits. But what we're excited about is that it suddenly brings new context to this art. So, I mean, if you have a piece of art that is, say, in the Arctic Circle, you can say, you know, it will change based on its environment. And then you can have APIs and other bits using the GSR virus sort of like reverse Oracle to change other things. And then you can have it change based on what people do when they're there or how they interact with it. Uh, we were sort of inspired by like these weird works that sort of exist after people die and then change. So like the fresco by Leonardo or uh, there's a piece of music that's still being played even though the composer is dead because monks go down and change the note. And it means with smart contracts, you can literally start to do stuff with art that I don't think you could do before. So we're seeing potentially the birth of a new medium that, that plays with both space and time and money. And then you're seeing some of the sort of seeds in that, in the experiments you're seeing with these smart contracts. But as soon as you introduce this whole new layer of time and space, shit gets really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And from the, uh, from the podcasts that we did run, I think <clears throat> that we were kind of touching upon that with the concept of the LOCA NFT, which is the location ordered, contextually aware system that essentially when you go to a location, the time and that location is it's, it's a moment. It's a moment that is unique and the experience for the beholder is unique. So by being able to pair in the technical elements, you know, bringing in different variables such as time of day, the weather, uh, the location that you can, or even how the stock market's performing at that day you might be able to engage with something that no one else can unless they're at that specific place in that specific time, which I think is going to create a whole new approach to uh, the AR cloud that, that Tim and I are working on building. I mean, you could literally create an event around that type of application. You could create a whatever festival, whatever you want to do, some sort of gallery and maybe it only unlocks if there's a certain amount or a certain holder there. You know, like that holder has to be there for this thing to even exactly. activate. Like I'm I'm that stuff's like blowing my mind a little bit because now you're creating you're creating new holidays. You're creating new uh ways for communities to gather, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're actually uh we're talking with a musician at the moment and one of his major gripes was that he sees where from like sound uh, what's called Bandcamp and other places who order the the one bits of vinyl and they don't live near any large cities and so he's going to do a drop and then everyone who holds that is a token gated map and then they'll be able to stream his concert even if they're not there and that's the beginning of like what you're talking about I'd love to see one day everyone sort of because say what you will there is problems with VR in that we don't get the Grisian maxims it's it's hard to see what people are doing even if you've got the best facial expression in the world there's still the valley of the uncanny but as soon as we're in real space we get all those cues back and then you can have entertainment so right now we're, we're looking at it like get this into events get this into live concerts get the sort of idea of proof of presence and merch but you're quite right i think in the end this will start to subsume and then you can have event space around it yeah i think yeah. about i think about like even and this this sounds super corny and i know as soon as i say it it's going to be corny as shit but think about power rangers or care bears where all of those rings touch together and it creates this thing like that's the ultra robot that's right. what you want the ultra robot you, where is zoltar together. like that's what i'm thinking right now oh my. 
<laughs> I just nerded out. I told oh you that's that it was so going to be corny, but that's what it I'm thinking. Bad. Spot on, though, Ed. Spot on. It's spot on, exactly. Because, and let's say, like, I come through, and whenever you're talking about Loka, and this is the part to me that really struck a chord because it, and, and the reason why is the same reason why I spent. 15 20 minutes in the room of requirements in the new hogwarts game customizing my shit because that's what we like to do and as a holder and if i can get a unique one of one piece because i'm a holder and i see something different than you see but we're looking at the same piece of quote-unquote art in this spot but because we're different holders we see different things that is pretty neat that's what's up you nailed it, Ron. Um, something that we're pretty excited about is we we just actually implemented, and it's going to be released on Friday, but the maps. So the way that we look at our system is that anyone anyone is entitled to their own worldview, if you will. And your worldview is essentially your map that you can put messages, you can put points of interest, you can put immersive experiences that can be generated through AR. You can you can customize your world as you see fit. So for, for my my world... I like to catalog my favorite places to get pizza. So when my friends are in New York, they know all the spots to check out live music that goes late and places to get pizza. And the nice thing is, is I could also make sure that some of these spots don't get blown up so I can token gate that. And so my channel, my world, I can share my world with other people through the tokens that I also give them. So an NFT community can be able to essentially through the token that acts as like a, a pathway into that specific world and that that family can exist experiences that only they can be able to experience and engage with. So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of a, a way of getting to that point and uh, making things more dynamic and more um, special for those who are investing the time and energy into those communities. And I would think... I love that... Um, no, no, really, go ahead. No, please. I've I've talked way too much. Go being co-host, being co-host with with spouses is always fun, guys. We do this like, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I I like the approach with AR versus VR. I know the Po app. We have VR goggles on. You know, listen, we I had to do something that depicted what we were up to here and talking about today. But the the concept of being able to take all of this digital world that we've immersed ourselves in in Web3 and apply it IRL in an AR-type atmosphere is, is really special, especially in a time when there seems to be this, we're on this like impetus of like getting back to IRL, but still like there's a conflict of the digital versus IRL spaces. Um, so I just, I, that was just more of a comment, not really a question. I, I, I really just enjoy the ability to take these digital things and use them IRL and not have to necessarily have a set of goggles on my face. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. I think we, we, we're at this strange place where we've driven ourselves into like flatland. And there's an old quote from James Joyce. It's like the longest way around is sometimes the shortest way home. And so what we're doing now is getting all the, all the brilliant bits about living digitally, all, all the literal augmentation, all the stuff it brings us, the, the understanding and all those sort of things. And, but we lost all of the brilliant bits of living in the world, like new experiences and meeting random people and all those cues that you get and just the delight of discovery as opposed to the predictable algorithm of echo chambers. And so now we're just trying to apply them back 
into what was good about the first place. And I think that's just the sort of cycle of culture. We always get this sort of like cider that does something interesting and then it drips down. And, and that's where we are now. It's just a bigger paradigm we're moving into because that is also the paradigm of Web3. Because once you get back out into the world like that, you start to get crazy implementations of like seamless payments or seamless ticketing or, you know, leveraging proof of presence or, or creating literally these sort of secret gardens that you can share only with one person or a, a mixtape for your girlfriend that you drop across bridges, places. It's, it's like you, you gain the world back. Oh, well, and in, in a more interactive will never way. Be the same. Oh God, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just in a so much a different interactive way, and it it makes it it's definitely a, a a new way of looking at things. Ron, that reminds me of like the blimps or like uh, the folks that are they do the proposal through the the jet that like pumps out the the exhaust. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I always I'm always trying to think of a ways to impress Schmooper Girl over here. So um, I, I'm like, how can how can we do something here? There <laughs> we go. Yeah, whenever you guys well, were talking about pop, pop. that piece, oh, go ahead, man. No, no, I started, but I was just saying that's part of the GSR. It's interesting because you we we were thinking initially when implementing it that we could do because these are moments as Rob was talking about because your proof of presence is then put on a referenceable point on chain that can be anonymous you can mark things like this is when my baby was born and, and you can have like a a curious irl to digital sort of link that one day your child can grow up and discover and only they have the soul bound token and stuff there's all sorts of bits where you can start to archive your own personal history in the world as well which has probably got less monetary utility but i i find it interesting this is another matter of housekeeping um if anyone has any questions for our guests tonight, um, Rob and Tim, uh, about what we're talking about here with AR and and what they're innovating, please don't hesitate to come up or you can use the bubble in the bottom right-hand corner and ask your question down there. I want to give a shout out to all of our amazing friends that came to the room. Some of you I know and some of you I don't. Um, but shout out to our Rug Radio crew. Shout out to um, Julie and... Um, and Brandon, I see you for your your loyal. Thank you for being here and our Crazy Carl Collective community. And also big shout out to Creatress, um, who does performance VR art. Yeah. Um, so it's like a intersection of like so many of the cool things from Web3 that that we love and enjoy. So just wanted to put that out there as well. Totally. What's up, Creatress? Thanks for joining us. Uh, are you gonna be out at Denver this year? Or are you uh are you are you sticking sweet um yeah it's it's pretty cool to see the community um i feel like we're all we're all definitely in this together and i, I and i i just really appreciate the fact that everyone's really kind of pushing into different directions with the with the system and thinking about how we can we could be able to tell new stories with space so i think there's there's a lot of really cool things especially as we talk about like there's such an easy transcendence between the AR and VR. I mean, that's that's the idea of, of the metaverse is it's interoperable and things can flow between different states. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped for where, uh, where, where again, the, the VR and the AR are able to coincide and just thinking about a lot of the browser-based experiences, uh, it's like the spatials of the world, if you will, that there could be like essentially hotspots, um, geospots where you can then essentially dive in and you can have 
a one for one. You can be participating IRL, but also be participating in a spatial environment. And, um, and that's the beauty of the browser too, which is super cool is that we're not just a bunch of siloed apps in the app store. Like we're all playing together and we're all trying to, uh, be in this one to, uh, yeah, engage in an interoperable way. Jamie, what's up? Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me up. Um, first of all, um, shout out to Schmooper Girl, who has really great taste in sneakers. <laughs> and um, I think she was responding to me earlier. That's why she didn't uh, catch the, the comment when Ron, her husband, called her out. Uh, but what's up, Ron? It's good to see you. So funny. Full circle. Um, I met you guys at Miami NFT Week uh, last year, actually. Um, and Julie, uh, I was helping to support her um, in her producing the event and was a volunteer. So shout out to Julie Sue Lam, who's definitely a goat in the space. Um, yeah, I just wanted to come up, first of all, and say co-ops. I, I love that you guys are doing that. Super cool. And just also adding utility to it. Um, two, I have a question for um, your guest speakers. Um, I was curious because uh, I come from Web2 Fashion and currently right now working in digital fashion um, for a digital fashion company, um, but also freelancing and consulting um, you know, across different clients within the space. Uh, but was just curious to hear your thoughts about how what you are building in AR, um, your thoughts on how the integration with fashion and with beauty um, and even sneaker culture, what that would look like for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, interestingly, uh, I'll let Rob talk about the... We did a fashion-based activation. Was it for last year's NFT NYC? I don't know. They all blur together. It might have been the year before. Um, but I'll let Rob talk about that. But um, no, you're, I think AR is, is the platform for wearables. I know people like to have an avatar, but I think we're better with an avatar outside because we, we get better interactions. So wearables in that sense, digital wearables, make a lot more sense. Um, and we are work well. We've, we've got some tracking abilities going on. There is a sort of out of, well, a, a coding issue of that there aren't great open source things for body tracking yet. But we are that's in our roadmap to integrate. So the idea that you could sell wearables and the nice thing about developing on browser-based stuff is the standard of WebGL and 3JS is amazing and it can port very easily between worlds because it's lightweight it's uh it, it does nearly all the things that decent 3d can do um so yeah i think the idea of literal wearables is is definitely ar will be the place where it flourishes first and you're going to see a lot more fashion activations where people are actually wearing imaginary and impossible clothing um i think then what we're going to see is potentially a sort of tying of smart contracts into physicality so you'll have fashion that functions in a certain way if you're wearing it or, or, or brings you a certain perk within this notional metaverse overlay that you're in. Um, but yeah, the, like I said, the nice thing is, is it, it can cross and jump between these various worlds. So if you design something that works in AR, the likelihood is it's going to work in VR and in, well, most of the uh, metaverses, Decentraland for certain. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's escaping me exactly when we did it, but we partnered with DressX and uh, Paulina during New York Fashion Week uh, Paulina was a former Miss Universe, and we did a basically a a fashion walk of like the lookbook from all of the garments that were a part of uh, the collection for Fashion Week, and uh, we had some street teams that were activated that were on site that were walking a bunch of 
the bloggers and kind of the fashionistas that are around the around Spring Studios um, through the through the walk, and we had uh, a giant hologram of uh, Paulina walking. Uh, that Canal Street or whatever the street is right there. Um, walk, walking it as if it was a catwalk, but it was literally uh, the street and she was an 80-foot hologram. Um, so it was a really fun activation of just like, visualization. And there's a lot, of, a lot of good studies that have come out as of, as of late about the immersion factor that happens through an AR experience. Because you're actually visualizing the thing in space, you now have greater recall and a, a higher propensity to uh, think about and engage in purchasing uh, intent. If you visualize uh, garments, if you visualize uh, anything that's consumable, if you visualize food, um, all of these all of these things can come to life um, and and really increase the the appetite, if you will, for for someone to engage in that uh, the underlying physical thing, even though it's digital. Yeah, no, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think some of the things, uh, I mean, I just can nerd out about this all day, but I know that you have other speakers on stage, but I did want to say in terms of like bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3, creating IRL experiences um, and even AR, uh, because a lot of us even who are in Web 3, uh, we may not be spending, I mean, let's be honest, like that much time in metaverses. In terms of you know going in decentraland or Roblox, it's definitely a, a, a certain demographic that's actually doing that. Um, but the use case that I've been um, sharing that I haven't really fully seen yet in Snap um, is unfortunately not able to use it anymore. Um, but in terms of even just being able to not wear any more makeup or uh, accessories or you know even you know regular clothing, and you can literally just walk into a Zoom call. Um, with, you know, all this crazy fire AR clothing. Um, I think really that for me is that the next iteration of where I feel like AR is going. And when you think about, you know, the mass consumerism, especially in the market for um, beauty and fashion, I mean, we're talking about trillions of dollars of opportunity of onboarding them into this space. Um, and, you know, not even getting into like the retail experiences, you know, with NFC or even, you know, back in the day, I mean, I feel like I'm dating myself and I'll end on this note, but even with Foursquare, for example, with gamification, you go to a specific store location um, and you can unlock a discount, a benefit. It's basically, I mean, as freaky as it is, um, it's like, you know, the Google ads that are tracking all of what we're doing, except, you know, um, you'll get pings about, you know, the retail store experience or the pop-up or the discount that you get as being a member of, you know, I mean, whatever it is, LVMH group or Sephora, which I, I'm waiting for them to come into Web3 and to do it well and to do their whole membership. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll end on that note, but I think there's so much potential and I think that we're going to see it more in AR. So I mean, really excited about what you're building. I really like the, uh, yeah, the fact that well, ironically, but not ironically, because we knew it, that blockchain technology and AR might actually solve the problem of fast fashion and the ecological pollution. That's great. Um, I actually posted a little video of uh, Paulina dancing in New York in the thread that this is posted on, just for no context fashion if people are interested. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you touched on a, a couple of really good points, too. I think um, so when we talk about retail installations, 
Uh, we, you know, there, I think there's like 2,800 movie theaters in the in the U.S. And any one of those movie theaters can be an activation point for a brand or a, a film company that's releasing a movie on opening weekend. And if you go to that location and with our system, you can be able to check in there and it'll deliver what's what's called a proof of presence in our in our ecosystem, which is the location-based uh, it's a, it's a loca NFT more or less. So it's tying in the time and the space and the, the moment. And that loca NFT could be tie, affiliated with discount for popcorn, but it could also be a special avatar from the movie. Uh, it could be tied in with any, any like fan collectible from the movie. So there's a lot that can be done, say theme parks, uh, conference locations, music venues for, for merch, for artists. Um, and of course on the, on the fashion side, when uh, when all of these kind with all of these different uh, all these different elements line up, I was just thinking, Creatress. Actually, I, I, obviously, if you saw me in real life, you'd realize I don't think about fashion very much. But I was just thinking about those things, and yeah, imagine being able to have like a contextual, just general AR suit. So if you're going to a dinner, you're suddenly wearing the appropriate clothes and you have the makeup, but then you can you know go somewhere else, and it'll it'll change based on your location and or some settings you set on. So there's loads of uses when we bring. We do uh, run a risk, though, of folks showing up to parties naked or Zoom meetings naked, and I mean, we don't. With my want parties, to I'd love that. that. But yeah. No, but think about yeah, the, like I a mean, restaurant even doing a, a theme or or some sort of like event doing a theme, and you have the NFT, and based on your NFT is what you end up wearing. That'd be so interesting. Okay, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm, yeah. You might I'm need sorry. to have a a token that proves your your age. Um, in your in your possession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for and sure. Consent. Hey, hang on one second. We have Smooper Girl who's a lawyer, so I just want to say it's all about consent. So I just want to put that out there. Especially. Thank you so much. I appreciate you jumping oh, up here. Creatress, you've been super patient. Uh, welcome up to the stage. Hey, GM, everyone. Um, yeah, happy to be here. I love Illust. Um, and then I had to come up because Rob called me out and asked if I'm going to Denver. I will not be at Denver, but I'll be vicariously living through all your stories. Um, but yeah, I'll, I will be in New York. So if any, any of you are going to New York, uh, let me know. I actually just... Um, just this weekend, I found out I'm going to be performing somewhere really cool, like very, like the coolest place I've ever That's performed what I was just at. Ask you if you're um, going to be doing any performances. So if you'll be there, let me know. I, I do have um, some tickets to give to my uh, community and my collectors. So uh, yeah, happy to be here though. And I, I posted one of my one of my pops because I've I've, I've I've had my work on the pops, my three ER. So there yeah, you go. I, I put it up in the crow's nest. Looks like. uh, yeah, I put it yeah, up top in the crow's so nest much. for sure. And I will be at NFT NYC, so I'll have to hit you up. Awesome. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'd love to figure something out too for NFT NYC and, and, the, and the podcast and the map and the fact that there's po-ops that are they're going to be dropped for anyone that's participating because... Again, with any of these maps, we can we can token gate by contract address, and we're able to also, you know, again put different limits based upon metadata and quantity. So there can very much be some elements of gamification tied in uh, for any physical IRL activations coming up this year. Yeah, I think it's worth actually pointing out that right now 
you can leverage an old contract. So if you own, say, a squiggle, uh, you can back-reference that as a token gate for the AR layers and the map layers. And also, I, I, it's probably not been mentioned here, but I'm sure Rob did in the podcast, that one of the features is Wallet to World. So right now, even if you don't have 3D skills or anything, you can leave 3D messages with text and you can drop any of your NFTs in your wallet and make them into a sort of AR expedition. Expedition? Expedition. Like an art gallery. Don't give them everything. <laughs> don't give them everything. they yeah. got to listen to the podcast, man. You're going to give them everything. I know, man. I just think it's, you know, <laughs> like me, people might just wander into a room not knowing what's going on. No, I love it. That's a good reset. I appreciate that. I'm only giving you a hard time. Just the way that you guys met each other. I, you know, I figured you were up for it. Absolutely, man. Always. Yeah. I'm just trying to curb my language. <laughs> oh, it's unnecessary. Jeannie. Jeannie, what's up? Oh, sorry. I just wanted to ask um, oh, for Rob, um, what blockchain are you building on? Are you cross-chain? We're, we're cross-chain in the sense of EVM compatible. Um, so we have Ethereum and we have Polygon and we have some hooks in uh, very soon, shortly. Um, I don't want to give too many hard dates, but uh, we do have a Tezos integration. We do have a near-ish, near-ish, near integration. Um, but those those will probably be the next two to come. Is there any plan to build on Flow? Um, I, I do work well. with along with other things, uh, but we are building on Flow. So curious. Well, you're you're not the first person this week to ask that question. So um, I, I think I'm getting uh, we're getting a lot of, uh, of of peers that it's it's definitely interesting. Um, so we're we're open to it. I think we ultimately we want to be cross chain. Ultimately, we want to be chain agnostic. Um, it just really comes down to the the hours. <laughs> I know some guys on the on the flow side. Hey, Brandon, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's up, Ron? How you doing? Uh, Chilling. Super girl. Good to see you guys today. Thanks for uh, bringing me up here. A uh, question I have for um, either of our speakers today is uh, experiences so far developing uh, using mobile. And do you guys think that mobile processing power is ready for the type of AR that's, that's yet to be available out there? What, what's, what's been your uh, experiences so far? Um, weirdly, I would say the processing power is ready. It's crazy how because I had not looked at like WebGL and 3JS and, and the the browser based 3D for a few years because we were always in the ecosystem or the game system and we were making like large shiny things in Unity and and lifting stuff in other bits. But it's kind of incredible what these groups have been doing in the meantime. So yeah, I think even down to the sort of lowest handset you can get some pretty awesome experiences. I mean, we're, we're starting to see massive particle simulations and uh, instances of, like, you know, uh, pixel-level animation. And obviously, people are wizards who do shaders, and they're doing mental stuff and then tying that in from the thing. So processing-wise, yes. Interface-wise, it's a tiny-ass screen, man. It's not ideal. Uh, the battery runs out. Sometimes signal's not there. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's literally, I, I, I view it as like a, a like a looking glass, like a tiny looking glass where you can peek into this other world and see how amazing it is. That said, I'm not sure I'm sold on wearables, but that's a uh, <laughs> that's a conversation for probably later. But look, Rob, you were going to speak. I'm sorry, because I'm... Yeah, no, 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 that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's different sequences. I think like the base base level experience is that we can get utility and get pretty pretty solid utility from a mobile first strategy. Um, there's definitely some some particularities of native that's that's nice, but 
we've we've been trying to operate in the browser and we want to operate in the browser as long as possible as we've seen with nft policy from apple where token gating unless it was coming from the apple ecosystem uh was not allowed on native apps and i have a lot of friends that are now frantically building to try and find ways around that and it's it's creating some some serious headaches so by being in the browser and going to the ideal we started off going the browser because of the ideals of decentralization the browser was going to be the best way to be decentralized and to be not beholden to any any specific uh, tech monoliths. So, uh, and then and then the, pra- the practical uh, thing happened where there's just been a a whole uh, infight between Meta and Apple. And uh, as long as Meta is still branded as Meta, Apple's going to throw the the riot act at things that kind of revolve around the metaverse. So, keeping it in the browser is going to keep us um, at least outside of a, a battle that we can't win. Um, for as long as, as possible. Um, and it also keeps it decentralized, as you said, Rob, and allows, because we always forget the other 3 billion, as we call them, because the internet's not as evenly distributed as we think, and certainly not app stores or all those sort of phones, but being able to access something from a browser from a shittier handset, say in the middle of you know a, a developing country, is, is the way to go, because then it is democratic and everyone can access it. It can also means we can get around firewalls and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing, and that that's kind of what I was thinking as you guys have been talking. Um, Herman Nerula shares some similar sentiments over at Improbable, who's uh, helping out with the whole other side build out. And um, you know, his, his sentiment is like, you know, people in third world countries, just as you mentioned, like they don't have access to wearables and and that kind of affordability to wear these like high tech gadgets. So um, everybody does have a mobile phone or a you know a small computer in their pocket. And so that's why I was curious, like what your experiences have been. Um, is that something that, you know, we can get more uh, users to, to access and utilize around the world? So thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Nice to uh, connect with you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you coming up, Brandon. Appreciate that, man. That uh, all of the questions and and every everything you guys have added tonight, man. I, I just I love whenever you come up on stage and and you join in the conversation. That's what this whole that's the whole point of having the guests of the week come up on stage with us, and so you can ask questions and also listen to the podcast, of course, and um, and come here with those questions. So thank you all so much for for joining that piece of the conversation. Also. Um, you guys are going to be at ETH Denver, yeah, this Friday. Awesome, yeah. So we're we're going to be jumping in on, I believe, the twenty eighth, so Monday or Tuesday. Um, but uh, we actually have on Friday, we're going to have the ETH Denver official conference map of the city go out, and this is a this has been a really really fun experience because we really want to build out our map system to be composable. One of the key ingredients of blockchain that was always exciting was this idea that we could be able to stack blocks like Legos and, and, and be able to scaffold infrastructures that we wouldn't be able to do with a small team. And so part of this is uh, we're going to have, there's, so there's one channel, which is the East Denver channel slash Week channel. But the East Denver Week channel is playing host to about nine different affiliated maps from a bunch of different projects that are all in the space and they're all providing a different map experience for visitors who are going to be at Denver. And when I say map experience, it's going to be the same city, but the actual types of things that you can encounter 
some of which are going to be more utility driven. So we're working with the Rhino, uh, the, the downtown arts district uh, of Denver to produce uh, a special mural map, as well as uh, some of the local businesses that are accepting crypto and are kind of tied into the whole Web3 uh, movement that's going on in Denver. And then we have another map that's, again, it's all tied to the ETH Denver conference channel. But this other map is going to be a culture walk from the marketplace Mint Gold Dust, which is going to feature uh, different categories and different topics of discussion or in, in, in artwork from generative uh, to underrepresented artists to street art. Uh, and it's going to run the gamut. And that's also going to be kind of peppered around where a lot of the conference locations are going to be. And then uh, we actually have one of the members from DGen Moon Friends, one of the founders, that's going to be, uh, they're going to have their own exclusive map. So if you are a DGen Moon Friend uh, and you have a DGen Moon Friend NFT, you can access a DGen Moon Friend only map that's tied in with the, with the conference. And what we found for some of the, the interest from some of these communities is that they just want to anchor the locations of where everyone's staying. That's part of the community. So if they're going to do, uh, since it's a hackathon, they know, okay, these are the houses that we can be able to work out of. Or if we want to grab dinner, we know that everyone's kind of located around this area and we can figure out dinner plans by just looking at the, the map that we have exclusive access to. Um, and then we're going to have through Buffacorn Ventures, which is tied in with East Denver, they're working with uh, the actual Capitol building and the governor's office uh, to do a giant uh, NFT uh, walkabout on the Capitol grounds. And so we're really excited about that one. And anyone that participates, and I think we have 10 affiliated maps that are going to be tied to the East Denver channel from different projects. But uh, we're going to select uh, the top five to 10 folks that uh, generate the most proof of presence tokens in each of these maps by participating and going out and experiencing these different things that are on offer. Uh, we'll be able to gain access to an exclusive party that we're throwing uh, with uh, a collective of Denver-based musicians, artists, and uh, and, and some of the uh, proprietors of culture in the area. So that's going to be on Saturday the 5th, or excuse me, Saturday the 4th, and uh, from 10 o'clock to late. But uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about all these different activations. And at the very least, you'll be able to figure out where the hell the conference locations are. And, uh, and then at the very most, you'll be able to get hooked up with some free rewards, a party, and uh, some good times with friends. Awesome. Um, the FOMO. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, Ron and I have to miss ETH Denver, um, despite opportunities galore. But it's actually for a really, really great reason. Our 14-year-old will be competing at Taekwondo Spring Nationals in Dallas, Texas. So um, send her all of your good vibes from afar uh, for, for her to go kick some ass uh, there. Ron will be speaking at TNYC. I um, decided not to participate in an TNYC this year, hoping that they do a better job at curating. So I'm sending Ron to make see how they do this year. Um, and we'll revisit maybe next year if I hear that there's some improvement in what they're doing. Um, I was selected to speak at Miami NFT Week. So that that that's getting penciled into the calendar once I get some details on on when mm -hmm. that might be happening. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, I don't well, know. It's always good whenever econ... we get to send you down to warm weather. It's a, it's always good situation. I know. I, 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 I really do better when I get to be where it's warm. Um, instead of April, New York. Ooh. 
Um, but I, I love New York, so whatever. I don't know. We'll see. I may show up there. I'm just not going to NFT NYC. I refuse. Um, and then we will uh, likely be at um, Ron. Will definitely be a VCon the whole Viva time. I'm hoping to make a quick, uh, a quick, a quick, quick, quick appearance at VCon um, if the stars align and and all of that works out. So just some some ways you can catch up with us uh, IRL in the next little bit. Please make sure tomorrow on um, 8 o'clock, sorry, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, our friend Lisa Marzelli leads a brief meditation and mindfulness space. It really is like a quick um, 10 to 15 minute uh, just reset moment midweek. Just want to encourage folks to, to check that out. Um, follow Jumpstart Janie. Um, make sure you check out her spaces she does for Rug Radio about Web3 fashion. So if you're not following Jumpstart Janie up here, not only does she give you great compliments when you wear great shoes, not just for any shoes, you have to wear great shoes. Um, but she's really doing fun stuff in the space. Uh, her so, knowledgeable, is, so knowledgeable. So knowledgeable about everything she's yeah. talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's all my housekeeping. Do you have anything else to add, dear? No, I, I'm just trying to play this game. I'm just trying to play a game right now. Well, I know we always we we always go over the last bits before we play this or that. So if oh, you're up on stage, you're invited. So if you want to come up and play the get this or that game with us, but to close out the show, jump up, let's get it going, and uh, I'm gonna I'll play the music while you guys figure out if you're coming up or not. We got a a nice lineup tonight. Now is the time you've all been waiting for. It is the growth mindset moment. This or that. Everybody get up on stage. Let's get it going. Yo, we made it. We made it. Here we are. This is the this or that show. And we're going to play a couple couple rounds here. I just want to make sure everybody that wants to come up is up here. Looks like we got a hell of a stage tonight. All right. First question, Mardi Gras or Carnival? Whatever one lets me go to bed at 9 p.m. Thank you. Yeah, I'm too old for either. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I prefer July, the Phoenix in July with the Jordans. That's what I'm going to, that's my party. I, I think I love New Orleans, the Mardi Gras, but I like the fact that Carnival literally means eating meat because it's like the sacrifice. So, yeah. Anything with the beef, so Carnival would be pretty dope. Mardi Gras for sure, but I love the old school HBO show Carnival. Yeah, Ooh, man. Me too. The motion graphics on the shit. title, was like that was so good. All right, this is hard, uh, but I'm going to say Carnival because Brazil. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too, Carnival, because I'm trying to go abroad. March Madness or MLB Spring Training? Oh, March Madness. Yeah, March Madness for sure. Neither. MMA. Uh, <laughs> spring Training, baby! Pitchers and catchers already reported, and guess what? Phoenix is going to be hopping. And actually, I do love uh, baseball, but MMA. 
I don't know what anyone's talking about because I could give two <laughs> bucks about sports. So listen, y'all, you can't just add. I, I am, I am the classic for adding whatever I want. It's just not. You're not. Well, that's why I just said I don't. I don't even it. know. I don't even know what he's asking me to answer. So I. I have to say, I'm not even passing. So just use. We have so such good. a diverse audience. All right. Well, this is a very colorful one. Sorry, just real quick. I want to say Taekwondo because I'm Korean and uh, shout out to your kid who's um, competing. But I would say March Madness, but I'm going to just leave this commentary. I get judged because I wear um, sports uh, paraphernalia more as a fashion statement. So I was walking around New York with Lakers basketball shorts and a Yankee hat. But, um, you know, Ooh. I do my cross my- Brandon. <laughs> Dang. Cross sporting, cross. cross. Oh my gosh! All of everything. It. I would just say though, I think yeah. if if you guys lived in Florida or or Arizona, you might say spring training because you guys actually get to go to it, and it's amazing. Um, if you're ever, if anybody is ever out here in Phoenix during spring training, I promise I will take you to at least one or two games, and you can go see a mini Wrigley Field in Tempe. It's fucking cool. And if you're ever in central, uh, or sorry, southwest Florida, you can go see the Twins play at their spring training. I want to go see the Yankees. Nice. All right. Britney Spears or Avril Lavigne? Britney Spears, Avril, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, Britney Spears. No. Obviously, Britney Spears. Um, yeah. My partner, Mike, would kill me if I didn't say Britney Spears, so that's my answer. <laughs> Wait, but the question which should be pre or post Justin. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Sorry, Ron, don't kill me. Everybody's I'm, a qualifier. We'll for, say post Justin. Listen, I'm gonna he- I'm gonna be we there for mistakes. Brittany. But Avril's fine. Avril's okay. She's good. Brittany needs us. I give it all to Brittany. Brittany do- also doesn't need us, so that's also a point. But yeah, Brittany. I mean, still free Brittany because I still think something's going on, but. Yeah, you know, does, I just came up to advocate well. for Britney as well. <laughs> thank Britney you. brings thank out the you, best Rachel, in everybody. That's really important though. All right. Alec Baldwin, go to jail or not his fault? Oh, shit. That's a hard shit. That's wow. hard. I was That's what, loaded. What happened? Wow. <laughs> 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 you haven't said loaded. <laughs> Nice, nice. That was me. It's a it's a very loaded question that's recorded right now in spaces, and we literally have a lawyer it was loaded. Ah. <laughs> I was oh, loaded. right. Okay, now I'm Ooh. back. I'm back. Uh, not as far. Mm. I will help you with this. Um, we haven't seen all the evidence to understand it all yet, so we should say it depends, like a good lawyer would. Uh, innocence. It depends. Real. So you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Brittany Griner shouldn't have been traded for a war criminal. That's what I'm going to say. Oh my gosh, Amanda! I've opened up the I've opened up the vault. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. That was contentious. I was I was hoping it would be Adam Levine or Adam Lambert. Adam Levine, I'm in love with him. Lambert, that is my future ex-husband. Okay. Adam Levine, Levine shoots on his girl. Yeah. No, exactly. thank you. I don't. I don't uh, fuck with this loyalty. Adam Lambert, all the way. Lambert, whoever he is. I'm just saying yeah. from a music perspective, I, I do appreciate Adam Levine, but integrity wise, yeah, that that's a no. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I have no integrity, huh, Alyssa? 
<laughs> I mean, that was, that wasn't like fuck Mary Kill. It was we were doing integrity. I mean, shit. E22. <laughs> that's a whole nother game. That's like a DJ night this or that. Yeah, that's a. Okay. That's I, awesome. I'll make up Ron? an ethics version. What if I make up an ethics version yes. of Fuck Mary Kill? Yeah, yes. do that. I like it. All right. I'll work on that for next month. Woo-hoo. All right, let's round it out with some zombies. The Last of Us or Walking Dead? Rob. Rob Zombie. Last this is not a question. If, you, if, you, if you've watched both, the only answer is The Last of Us. Last of Us. There's no question. Wait, I'm Korean. I'm, I'm an, oh, sorry, go ahead, Creatress. I'll go after you. No, I was just choking. I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> the zombies are after you. Um, okay, I, I'm gonna throw a, a random thing in there just because I'm Korean. I'm gonna say Train to Busan. Oh, uh, that, that, I mean that's yeah, different, different, amazing. But last, yeah, not even in the same league. Uh, I'm gonna choose Last of Us just so I can play this game uh, because the hosts are hosting us. <laughs> is, is it wrong that I've neither watched well, neither of them? So I'm gonna pick Rob Zombie. So. <laughs> I would like to just give a shout out to Janie for actually giving a shit that we're hosting this space. Thank you. It's like the first of many, first of many times that we've hosted this or that. And anyone has actually, she's a good house guest. (laughs) I mean, my God, she's so good. Yeah. So good. And I am officially the worst because I never play everything. That is a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> I, I am Asian, though. We gotta. We can't track dirt in the house, you know. Like I know. That's outside clothes are outside clothes, and <laughs> inside clothes are inside clothes. That's how it goes. Exactly. Get that shit out. Listen, of here. speaking of that, I just I want to give a shout out to uh, this is my crypto name for having a pair of uh, slippers for me when I came to his house. <laughs> that's how you gotta roll sometimes. Hey guys, check out it was amazing. if you uh, if you haven't already, go follow illis dot or illist ar, I believe it is. Check out the website illist.space. They got a bunch of cool shit going on over there. Um, they're gonna be at ETH Denver, so there'll be some activations there. Obviously, they're unveiling the the Loka NFT with tons of utility. Uh, go listen to the podcast uh, Growth Mindset Moment over on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you download your podcast from. Uh, we also have another podcast dropping tonight, uh, APG Law. It should have dropped at 9.15, actually, because I schedule things. Uh, it dropped, so go out. Check it out. Catch up on Rob's podcast and catch up on APG Law. Um, he'll also be coming on to the podcast or onto the Twitter spaces to talk about his AI generative art. Until next time, we'll be back same time, same place next week, Tuesday Live Crew, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. We'll see ya. Enjoy the journey.